Welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode, get ready for this, episode 300, Ooh. Fast 10, Third Gear. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode is brought to you by Galp. Galp is the only refining company in Portugal. Their refining system benefits from coastal location and port infrastructures, both important features for crude supply and product exports. Shout out to Galp. Shout out to Galp and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever, another bonus Friday episode as we work our way through all the laps. And we thought, what better way to celebrate a monumental occasion like episode 300 than by bringing in the biggest Fast and Furious fan we know. You know her, you love her. It took her almost an entire lap to be like, these movies aren't bad. With us today, once again, we have Heather Antos. Hello, Heather. Hi. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored to be on episode 300. (laughs) It's a, mon- it's a monumental episode. I-, I knew that it was coming up, but we've been doing at least two a week for the last couple of weeks because we've been running through, like I said, all of our guests who've done full laps with us. And I'm like, there's no way we could do another bonus, like, celebratory, not the 300, like, you know, 100 is big. We- I think we did 250 maybe, but like 300 just like, okay. I was like, we can't do a third episode this week just celebrating no. nonsense. Like, here we are, Fast 10, third gear, 300, like, that kind of makes sense. This is a perfect game in bowling. We're here to celebrate. 33, age of Jesus when he died. What's 33? Just just the three twice? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but Heather, you sat next to me when we saw Fast 10. Yes. You leaned over one point and said, you can quote me, that was cool. And then walking out, you said something I was stunned to hear. You said, that might be my favorite Fast and Furious movie. And I I stand by it. I think it might be. I would still, I wanted to watch it again when we left the theater and I would still go and see it now. I had a blast. What did you love about it? Because there's a lot of movie here. It's one that goes against what Joe and I have said for a while that like everyone, every one of these movies could be someone's first movie, maybe. Like Mm -hmm. they do the recap in the middle, which kind of helps, but this like you need a lot of backstory for. So you you did the homework, you joined us for the episodes, you've seen all the movies, you watched them all, you talked about them all, you went to the theater the last couple of times, you saw this with us again. Yeah. What about this stuck out? What did you love about this? Why is this your favorite favorite moments or characters or scenes or like what was like this is the best Fast and Furious? I think because it was both a level of self-aware and unexpected. Okay. I think it, uh, I almost said episode nine. I'm just, it might as well be episodes. Uh, I think nine was a little too self-aware. It went a little too meta. Um, but this like leaned into the fun of the soap opera dynamic, right, of these films. But then also Jason Momoa just really played against type with his character. We're so used to having like, I'm tough and mean and big and bad and strong. And, you know, like when, whenever a new villain comes in, right. It's kind of that like uber masculine bro type character that all these, these movies has kind of turned out to be in a way he was just, you know, painting his nails and just a tr- like doing ballet. And just, he was, you could tell that Jason Momoa was having the time of his life filming this. 
I know that you remember everything about all the other movies in the franchise, and you definitely 100%. call them movies and not episodes. But does do any of the villains in any of the other movies compare or stack up, or anybody that you remember come close? I mean, other than I mean, Bilkin's not a villain. I mean, we know that you love Bilkin. Yes. I'm trying to think of like characters you love in general, but like good guy versus bad guy fights from any of these movies that in your mind compare to this, or is this clearly hands down the the favorite? He is clearly hands on the favorite. I do like Cypher, like Charlie Strong, even though she's become more like, you know, who whose side is she's playing on, right? She she's mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of working with our with our guys in the last couple of months in a way. But like, you know, her she's more so the like battle of wits type person that I always enjoy when she gets to monologue with people. But like Jason Momoa's character for me is just it's just fun. It's fun in the way that like Hobbs and Shaw was just fun for me um or jason uh jason statham fighting with a baby in fast eight right like it's just it's just bizarre and fun um and i really like when these movies you know don't take themselves too seriously and, and allow the characters to have fun i think you nailed it heather i was saying the exact same thing fast nine like you know they did the like go to space thing and that's yeah. self-aware but i think that this one w- like was reflective of itself in a way that didn't feel corny mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i think that it benefited greatly from that so yeah i'm I'm right there with you and also i did love jason momoa so much it's hard to not how love can him. you not exactly how can you not exactly as an editor as someone who deals with story what did you think of the because we on the episode we just recorded that will be mm-hmm. out on Tuesday because this episode comes out in a week from today, next Friday. Okay. We talked about how Louis Leterry gave an interview that said that he had so much to like that he had to do that he broke this out like a season of TV rather than a movie. Okay. And he was look, he used different color post-it notes for each character's arc and their story, and he was trying to figure out how to balance it for both this movie and and then also whether we get one or two more movies in the main franchise. So as someone who specifically deals with story and editing and structure, what did you think of the way this was presented? Do you think it could have been done better? Do you think – and then like knowing it's a new director who comes in mid-production to replace Justin Lin. He's new to the franchise. He's got this huge task, $340 million budget, all this different stuff, expectations to the moon. What did you think of the final work, both for this movie as a movie, and also, I guess, for the franchise, and also looking forward to the next two, or one, or whatever we wind up Yeah, getting? yeah. Well, that was interesting. I had no idea that Justin Lin left part way through the filming of all of this. Yeah, Vin kind of drove him a little crazy, and he's just like, I'm out. You didn't Wait, see, Vin you didn't drove? see this? Wow. You didn't see this yeah. Instagram post? Okay, so Heather, let me tilt you in here. <laughs> oh, no. There was an Instagram What show post? take you back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like on set. They're like getting ready to start filming. It's like a couple days into filming. Oh, so this is early on. Okay. Yeah. And Vin has his Instagram up and he's recording a video. He's like, oh, we're here. We're on the set of Fast 10. It's going to be so sick. And he like turns the camera and he's like, Justin, what do you think about this? And Justin's like, ugh. He's like, like, ugh. He's like, it's it's pretty crazy. It's going to be big. And Vin's like, oh yeah, but God. like, how big is it going to be? He's just like, it's going to be big. Oh my gosh. And then, yeah, within a day or two, it was just like, uh, Justin Lin leaves the set production halts as they look for a new director. And then, you know, a week later they bring in Leterrier. So like, yeah, yeah, it was a thing. Wow. Yeah. I had not heard any of that. I'm not, I'm not hit with the fast 
10. And that's not even like into production. That's into shooting. Like they had already yeah. liked. And so Leteria came in. He rewrote the script on the plane to set. Whoa. Yeah. So it was a whole thing. So the fact that this kind of works at all is a minor miracle. But again, story editor, editor brain, I'm sure you were. Yeah, yeah. Sure you can't watch anything without thinking about it. What did you think of the work that was done here, both as a standalone and as a setup? Yeah, I mean, as a standalone, it is tough. Um, you know, you have care, like I'm sure like Jason Statham showing up right partially through or, or Helen Mirren, right? Any of these ca characters that are showing up for just a little blip, you know, everyone around you in the theater is reacting to them. You know, uh, I can imagine being a little lost outside of it's Jason Statham and Helen Mirren and they're all A-list actors, right? We all recognize them. But so, yeah, on that, like, is it, new viewer friendly no not really um are any of these films most of them are not <laughs> you know i think kind of like mcu right when you get to the level of a 10 they're just like well either you're in it or you're not mm -hmm. i think just as like a, as what it is for the franchise um it was really solid the only issue that i had just from a storytelling perspective is the way it ended um okay it it, def it definitely ends you know abruptly and then well as i described it it's like you're going up the hill on a roller coaster you're going up the hill 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 you cross the hill and then they stop the ride so we compare we obviously like you just said we compare this a lot to the mcu because there's very few franchises this big this expensive this successful this beloved you know around the world a lot of people love Infinity War. I do not love Infinity War because I don't think it works really as like I think like there's parts of it that are great, but I think it's like, hey, this is just like we're gonna get to endgame, right? And like mm -hmm. I walked out of this, like, I think there's a lot in here that I loved, but I don't know that this was a movie. And so Yeah. As a casual or, you know, diehard fan of Fast and Furious as you are, the fact that we're waiting two years or more, maybe, between this and the next movie, like, is that Oh, that's okay? rough. That's that's no. tough, right? That's tough. I yeah, it the I give this note a lot with um, writers, actually, when I work with them and, you know, you're ending um, an, an arc, a volume, a book, right? And there's there's a way to give a conclusion while still alluding to more story. You know, it's a mid it's a mid season finale versus a, 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 sure. a season finale, yep, right? For sure. Um, and this this definitely ended as if well, we're getting the next one next week. Stay tuned. And I'm worried with how this one ended. How the next one is going to begin? Is the next one going to begin? And like as if you just stopped watching ten. I don't it, know. I think it has to. It, it has the way they set it up. It has to. Yeah, it's it's I it's it's really frustrating because like you look at syndicated television or you look at like book series. I uh, I use Harry Potter as an example. Right. Every year of those books is or every book is a is a school year. And so they have like the first one is they they what's up with Professor Quirrell and the Sorcerer's Stone and all of this stuff. And that ends they resolve that but Voldemort's still out there you still know that there's more to come and so had they like the family is Vin and, and his son have gotten someplace safe but we know that Jason Momoa is still out there like that would have been a more satisfactory resolution rather than the stamp's about to blow up whoops that's Heather you know what I dream is I dream that they come back in Fast 11 it starts out and it's already resolved and we don't see it off screen. And they're just like, whew, that what a what day. That might be what happens. You think? They, they might be like, 
Wow, this was an, a very expensive uh, CGI. Because <laughs> I will say there was some CGI in that last scene that was rough. I think it's interesting, like what you were saying before about like mid-season arcs versus season arcs and finales and whatever like that, right? Like with the way that things get produced and renewed now so many shows even successful shows have to make season finales feel like series finales just in case mm -hmm. and then a movie like this we're just like we're gonna get another one we definitely and know we're gonna get out, another one yeah, the, the, yeah. But they, it comes out and like it does great worldwide but like doesn't really meet expectations in the u.s it's like oh maybe we're not i mean we are but it's like there's the confidence of like we got another one don't worry about it we, we got this covered but like if this was the end it would be so unsatisfying. Well, if this was the first one, right? Say this was, I always say, say this is your only shot. Mm -hmm. This is your only movie. And right now with the writer's strike and SAG about to strike and DGA about to strike afterwards, Universal very well could be like, well, okay, we're done. This was it. This is what you get. Right. It didn't, didn't perform to expectations, whatever. Like this shit happens all the time. How many movies have we gotten that are so clearly the first of a trilogy and then we never get another one? Not saying that's going to happen with, Fat, with with the Fast and Furious franchise, but it very, they could. And, and this could, what if this was the final movie? <laughs> it is cool. Like when a movie like Alita Battle Angel, which we cover for the show in the Michelle Rodriguez lap, like I think they knew that was an uphill battle, but Robert Rodriguez is like, we're still going to end this on a cliffhanger. Be like balls in your court. Yeah. Like let's, let's go for it. Yeah. And like, it hasn't happened yet, but like it still feels satisfying. Like you think about eight Cypher jumps out the plane. That's not satisfying, but they ended a barbecue. Everyone meet Brian. Nine, Cypher still on the run. Not satisfying, but Brian in his Sufra, right, pulls into the parking lot, or driveway, and just like, cool, satisfying. Here, it's literally cliffhanger, cliffhanger, surprise, Gal Gadot back, run credits. Well, and, and speaking of, so like, I don't think Tyler had seen the one with Gal Gadot. That's five, right? Well, she's uh, in four, five, and six. Four, five, and six, yeah. So he hasn't seen those. He's seen seven, eight, nine. I do want to shout out Tyler. Thank you again to Tyler on air for giving me his pack of AMC cards. Oh, yeah, oh, definitely. There you go. Do you have your cards with you? Do you still have them in front of you? They're or? they're not in front of me. They're downstairs. Okay. Um, But I know who I have. Who do you have? Who are the five you have? Roman. Cool. I got uh, Jacob. Mm -hmm. I got... Oh, you Cypher. got Cypher, yep. Mm -hmm. I got Cypher. I got Brie Larson's character. Tess, okay. Uh, Tess, yeah. And then I got Ven. Wow. So Joe and I have four packs between us. We don't have we don't have a Dom. So that's exciting. Really? We just well, bought... well, Dom is is supposedly limited. Supposedly is there's it? only nine hundred and ninety nine of him. Yeah, my card is numbered. Oh, we didn't well, know we that. And none six... of the other and none of the other cards are numbered. We bought six packs off eBay, so we hope to get two of those in there. But if not, uh I will send you my dom. Well, I, I will be at your house in a couple weeks for house one, yes, so yeah. I will uh you Ooh, know, fun. I will pull off the world's greatest heist since Fast 5 and steal that card that you're willing to get. I, I didn't give know that it was you. numbered. That's really cool. It makes sense to a certain extent, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it it's numbered. Does. Mine's like 202 of 999 or something like That's that. That's not that so. many. No, it's not that many. I'm very cool. They 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 know I'm the biggest fan. They know That's, you're a fan. They know I'm a huge fan. You mentioned her name a little bit ago. What do you think of Brie Larson as Tess? She's fine. I don't think they really gave her much to do. She was just Brie Larson in this to mm -hmm. me. Like, you know, um, yeah, her fight scene was cool. I thought she held her own in that. Um, I have no strong feelings either way because, again, I don't feel like they gave her much to do. And I don't think she has a strong personality on her own. 
as a character or as an actor? Both. Okay. <laughs> so it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like you're a huge fan of Brie Larson. I'm not not a fan. I think she's fine. Um, she has never impressed me in anything. Okay. Uh, I just I don't really think she makes interesting choices as an actress. Whereas there are some others in this that whether or not I like the choices, they make they make a choice. They make and a I don't choice. think she makes yeah. she makes choices. What did you think of? I mean, you mentioned a little bit before, but the other big addition, obviously, Jason Momoa as Dante, favorite villain. What did you think of him compared to other Momoa roles or other you know whatever? I was. It's funny. I was thinking of this because if you think about like what was his big break, right? His like big big break was Game of Thrones a yep. few years ago. He was just like this dark, silent, scary Dothraki guy and very serious and very leaning into the you're a giant of a man to see him go from that to like, I'm painting my nails and doing pirouettes and I love opera and, you know, and and a, and a sociopath. Like, I loved the reveal of him painting the dude's nails that were like clearly tortured victims. I thought that was brilliant. Um, I think a lot of people will hate that. No, a lot of people love it. it. From what we've heard so far. Yeah. Like everybody that's fans of the Fast and Furious were like, wow, that was really cool. That's, that was a great moment. And, and that's the difference, right? I think a lot of that character was Momoa. I wouldn't be surprised if Momoa was like, no, I want to push against type. And what if, what if I wore nail polish? And what if I, you know, did this and and uh you know i think those are the interesting choices that that you can make as an actor to really you know stand out whereas i feel like brie larson's character she did nothing that made it unique to her that you could plop any actress that they wouldn't have to spend nearly as much money on into that role (laughs) but have you seen the disney channel original movie from 2003 called right on track where she plays the younger sister of beverly mitchell from seventh heaven and she is a race car driver she's this has been in her blood for 20 years you've seen it oh my god oh i've seen like every disney channel original movie yeah, Joe, you missed out. I mean, I, 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 I was fine. I didn't miss anything. I, I just didn't watch them. There's a difference. Smart House, all time classic. I just didn't watch. There's a lot it. of good movies. I, re- I remember what we were talking about before. You were talking about Tyler not having seen Gal Gadot. So we were talking about yes. So the cliffhanger there doesn't really work for a casual fan. Yeah, he, he. I remember he was just like, so Wonder Woman showed up. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, basically Wonder Woman showed up to save the day. That's, you know, he's like, who's she? Like, what's she from? And I was like, well, technically she's like, we thought she was dead. <laughs> and all of this, you know. It's Han's, it's Han's one true love. Right, right. The true, she sacrificed herself for Han. Um, and we thought Han was dead. So, you know, meant to be. Do you think that anybody at the end of this movie died? Um, In this movie? I don't know. I didn't see a body. Thank you. You are right on brand. I mean, again, in working in comics, working, you know, doing Star Wars, Star Trek, like all of this stuff, the rule of thumb is you didn't see a body. And sometimes even with Star Wars, well, we saw a body. We saw it cut in half. We saw it fall down and, and then we attached spider legs. Um, so anything is possible. Yeah, that's what we were thinking, too, because like, we, we came out of the theater and we were like talking about the movie and then people started writing in. They were like, well, all those people died at the end. And we're like, who? And we're like, oh, right. yeah, no, 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 we didn't even consider that they're possibly dead. So because we were like laughing, like um, as I was driving home with Rachel, I was like, what if Gal shows up, but also it's the exact moment that Han just died again for the fourth time? 
I mean, for me, like when when Jacob blew himself up in the the you know the cannonball car or whatever, not for a second. I was like, he's not dead. Like not not for a second. Well, so so we we thought like that one like that the the story makes that out to be a hero sacrifice that of all the ones he is most likely to probably be dead because he's like I'm going to try to basically die here to save you. The whatever. writing the writing leads into it. Yes. But sure. someone pointed out that like five minutes earlier or not five minutes like you know within half an hour earlier he's talking to baby Brian about how like you know he used to be afraid to be in cars because his dad his dad's car blew up. And like he always blamed himself and just like, well, wouldn't he like do anything it took to like protect himself and prevent against that? Like if he's building this custom cannon car, like wouldn't it also be fireproof, right? So shout out to Rocket for that. It also just makes me want to like be a spoil sport and ruin the fun and just look up the information on John Cena's contract and see how much more he's contracted Like Joe was was saying in the last episode that like he could still be in like – flashbacks or other scenes in between sure like, yeah you know, yeah in, in guardians 3 not really a spoiler but like yondu's in there and yondu right. dies in two right so like you know michael rooker buddy from this very franchise you know he's dead but he's not actually gone right so who knows no no totally that's fair but yeah i think i i again i'm just we didn't see a body so i i'm not going to be shocked if any or every single one of them show up do you have any hopes or expectations or goals or dreams for the rest of the franchise? Like, how do you want to see this shake out? Um, Bilkins returns. Okay, that's obviously. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Too. Is he still? Is he still working? Did we look this up recently? Oh, uh, I feel like I did. Heather, do you know his name? The actor's name? I, I used to. Tom Ooh. Barry. No, he hasn't worked since go. 2017, unfortunately. Well, I'm gonna call him up. Have you gotten him on the pod? No, I think we reached we out. We tried. I don't remember if, yeah, yeah. You let me down. I, I know. I, I, oh, I think maybe we got a response because I remember being like, "Ooh, I think Bilkin's agent responded to us or whatever." But, um, other than Bilkin's coming back, what else do you want? I want the next movie, the full thing, to just be a barbecue. I think that would be you know, so nice. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good thing to say because I found a video today of Vin. And Michelle Rodriguez and Jordana Brewster and Vin sitting there and going, we could have more movies. What about a Toretto only movie? And it's just us hanging out. And I'm like, <laughs> there, you go. there would be your full barbecue, Heather, right there. But that's what I mean. I was like, so we started uh, Fast 10 with a barbecue. So I think 11 needs to just be a barbecue. And then 12 is like the rest of the movie. And then it ends with the barbecue. <laughs> They're like no, it'll be like it'll be like Survivor. They're because like they all survive, but then they're yeah. kind of like lost, and they're just like in Portugal, and it's just like them doing like a naked and afraid. I love this. I love this. I want. I want Roman Tej doing naked and afraid. Yep, you just you just gave my my dream for the next movie. Is this Roman Tej doing naked and afraid? I think that would be hilarious. No, I want way more Statham because we definitely did not mm-hmm, get enough mm-hmm. in this film. Fair, absolutely fair. Um, I hope they bring his sister back. Yep. Because uh, I was kind of shocked we didn't see her in this, honestly. But with Hobbs back, we we that's what we were saying uh, last night when we were doing the Fastlane episode. Like with Hobbs back now, you got Hobbs, Statham, and presumably Dante has, you know, Queenie, uh, Helen Mirren mm-hmm. captured. 
this is the perfect time to bring Hattie in. I think that she's like really close. Like she's next up to be added for sure. I want Queenie to have like a badass, like, you know, action beat, like almost like, I don't know. It just makes me think of Helen Mirren in Red where she was just that badass sniper. She's like fight. Yeah. She's firing like machine guns and sniper rifles and stuff. Oh, so good. So, so, so good. That's all I want for her in this. And then I, I'm just very curious uh, I don't know about you guys, but like the tag at the end of the film with The Rock, like I was shocked to see that. I didn't realize, you know, I thought he was done with these. Um, so I'm just very, very curious as to A, what his involvement is in the subsequent films, but also like, will he be filming any scenes with Vin Diesel? Or was the the agreement to come back like, sure, I'll do it, but we will never be in the same space. <laughs> did you did you hear the backstory about how this happened, Miss Heather? I did. Do you think I did? <laughs> no, that's what I was asking. Because apparently it came out that Leterrier was like, I need The Rock back. So he sat down with The Rock and he's like, let yeah. me show you the movie first. It seems like two or three months ago, maybe like yeah. not yeah. not a long. Oh, long so time this ago. was super recent. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. apparently, so in as a quick aside, Joe, in December they screened it. Somebody wrote it in an email. In December they showed it for test audiences, and Giselle was in there in the credits. That credit scene, the submarine was in the credits, but there's no rock. So like that okay. was in December. So you know, five six months ago, whatever. But the Leterrier thing, the, the rock thing, is newer. Keep going, Joe. Okay, so he sits him down with him, and he's like, "I want you to just watch the movie," and then he tells him at the end, like, "Look." We need you back. And that's when they agreed to shoot the post credit scene or the mid credit scene and bring okay. the rock back. So, yes, it was a newer thing. The movie was already done. He showed it to the rock, sat down with him and then was like, here, this is what you could be a part of. And then the rock was like, you're right. You do need me to save this film. Well, the no. rock was like, oh, the XFL flopped and I'm out of Black Adam. So, yeah, I will take the dump truck of money you backed up to my house. That's for sure. Losing Black Adam for sure. Uh, is probably a big influence. I'm big, sure. Yeah. No, for sure. It is amazing how much DC. Like, there's not that much Marvel crossover here, but there's so much DC crossover because so we have DC crossover. Wonder Woman. We have Aquaman. Two we have Black Aquamans. Adam. Remember, we, we have, figured out two Aquamans. Well, yeah, we have the TV. Two Aquaman. Aquaman well. Yeah, yeah. We have Ratcatcher two. Uh, we have Peacemaker. Yeah, I mean, look, I that doesn't surprise me. The MCU, they're releasing, what, how many films a year plus the TV shows? Like, those guys are busy. Um, you know, and Brie Larson really wasn't in this that much. But yeah, all these all these DC guys, they're not they're not busy doing crazy multiverse crossover films. <laughs> Especially as they like rejuggle everything, right? It's just yeah. like, well, we're all in flux. So yeah, I can swing by for a couple of days. Yeah. We're on flux. It's not that we were, what did James Gunn say? It's not that they were fired. We just didn't hire them for these films. That's good. <laughs> that's that's very presidential of him. He should he's, he's gonna not win. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That, you know, in, in the office space terms, they fix the glitch. You know, he's just not going to be receiving a paycheck anymore. Exactly. They, they fix the glitch. Um, do you think Momoa as Dante is the big bad? Do you think it's Dante plus the agency, this the mysterious shadow empire that Mr. Nobody used to run that's now led by Ames, who's on his side? Or is there more to come? Do you think, as someone who has now seen all 11 of these movies with us, do you think you would be satisfied if the if the story ends, whether it's the next movie or two movies from now, with them having just to conquer him? Or do you think that they need something bigger, more immediate, more badass, more 
world-defining than what we got in this movie? I mean, no, I don't think so. I think, you know, if they kept it to just a Dante thing and then I'm going to retire now and live at the same house so, you know, all the criminals can still find me next time. I wouldn't, I don't need like them to fight a Galactus or, or a Thanos or anything like that. I think, you know, if it does turn out to be this weird organization that they've kind of been leaning into the last couple of films, like I think that kind of seems to be what they're hinting at, especially with the reveal at the end that Ames has been working with Dante all along this whole time and has somehow worked his way to the top of this organization in the time since fast five which i don't know how much in universe time that is but that doesn't seem like very we don't long know either because way all the way to the top that seems very quick <laughs> yeah they've sort of explained time in like three or four different ways that all directly conflict with each other great that that makes a lot of sense also heather there was a rumor or like uh, we heard from somebody that wrote in that in one of the test screenings that um dante and ames were brothers and half, half brothers, wasn't, yeah. yeah, half brothers that wasn't in the movie. Well, they, that's some bad storytelling for the movie then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure, do it. I don't, you know, whatever. I I don't really like this this organization. I think it's almost a little too like sci-fi lean. It's a little weird and feels like out of universe whenever they go into that room and have the black faces, and it always just feels like I'm in a different movie. I don't know. I, I think if they just blew up the dam and did other cool car fights and whatever, I think it would be fun and fine. And yeah. You were talking about the car fights and stuff. What was your favorite set piece in this? What was what was your favorite fun time car fight explosion? Real quick, I'll what? go back to I hope that they in the final movie, whether it's the next one or or they do too, they go back to stealing some DVD players, just like a good old, you know. Just, just bring it, bring it back home, and now have that, like a nice little. <laughs> now that you said that, I really want them to go back and steal like antique DVD players, like the world's first right. DVD player. Like right. this is a very rare one-off. Or like, or DVD they have player. to play a DVD, right? They have to play a DVD, and, and they like, don't have a DVD player. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do like that. Yeah. This like, is all I want. That makes sense. That that would be really cool. Like, yeah, there's a special message. That Mr. Nobody left them only on DVD, but they have no way to play it because nothing has disk drives anymore. Yeah. 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 No, I think my favorite like fight action set piece of everything was the Cypher and Michelle Rodriguez in um that like Antarctic surgical center where mm -hmm. it's like the laser surgery. And I just I loved that so much because you know, Tess was just like, you're gonna have to trust me, stabs you, sends her to this place, wakes up next to Cypher, and then just like, no, no questions, no, how are we gonna get out of this together, not even trying to, you, let's just immediately get in a fight, right, and make matters worse, and I thought that was, that was a cool moment, because I felt it was like, it definitely, again, played against type, played against what you thought would happen, and that was just a really badass fight scene like they really let those two women do some really cool stunts and that was really fun i will say that the moment you leaned over and said that was cool you can quote me that was cool was the first cypher fight her against yes. the 10 dudes yeah and that was the really way that cool i described though. it in our first spoiler filled episode i was just like they realized 
finally that they they finally realize that they have atomic blonde just around that they could yeah. like let her do like this badass amazing action star like she's incredible do work <laughs> instead of sit at a desk and they're like oh yeah let's have her be cool right yeah no letting her like do all the cool stunt work and and there there's some really cool fight scenes there's some really 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 good fight scenes in this movie that that i really enjoyed a lot i think and then i think john cena his his showing up in the house you know when all the swat guys are there to, to take down mia uh yeah to, to get her and, and he just pops in and he's just like sup like i just thought that was great and hilarious i couldn't remember if john cena's character of jacob was as john cena in the previous film he was in he was, was no 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 no. he was like very like serious and yeah, like brooding that's what i thought i thought like i was like oh john cena just decided to be john cena in this film which again i liked and enjoyed and thought was super fun but i couldn't remember i was like i don't think this is what he was like at all <laughs> no he was not and that's why it was like so counter to that he was sort of able to do to do that because the normal comic relief we got Mike's opinion about this last week. The normal comic relief, Roman, was right. basically like, you're a leader now. Yeah. You have to be serious. You have to be in charge. And so they're like, we need someone to like break the ice and be a little bit goofy. And so John Cena can fill that role. But what did you think of Roman as team leader? Uh, you know, uh, well, he kind of screwed up because he got him a mission that got him all into this mess. Uh, it wasn't solely Roman's fault, though. It wasn't solely Roman's No, it wasn't solely on him. Um, but he did find that mission. <laughs> uh, no, I think he did a good job on his first day out. And, you know, you're never going to get him all right. And you're probably going to fall on your face many times when you're starting out. And, and. Boy, boy, did he. Boy, did he. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's he is hard to take seriously as a character. And that's on purpose. Right. Especially having been the the whiny stick up his ass comedic role in the past several films. But I don't I don't know, you know, as much as I'm not a huge fan of Dominic or Ben, if it came to picking between <laughs> Dominic or, or Roman, I'd still probably go with Dominic's team. <laughs> A little, a little bit more uh, confident, a little bit more skilled, a little bit more experienced, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's better in a in a triage moment, I think. Now, aside from the absolute and incomprehensible lack of Bilkins, was there anything about this movie you did not like? I mean, the end for sure. Like the the super abrupt. We're done now. Uh, figure out what happens next time. That that one was just it was just weird. It was just really, really weird. I can't remember the last time or if ever I've sat in a movie that just kind of like ended mid-scene. And then I think the big opening action piece where it's the we've got the rolling bomb in the Vatican went on like 10 minutes too long for me. Like that was a very, very, very long scene. Uh, and I think just for me, it was really hard to buy. Like, so this thing has dropped a million stories, is rolling downstairs, it's on fire, it's got this, and it hasn't blown up yet. For, yeah, for being a bomb, it was pretty indestructible. <laughs> right. that, was, that was pretty curious to me, too, when I was watching it. I agree. By definition, bombs have one job to blow up, and this one 
not very good at it until the end. No, not not very good until until they wanted it to, right? I also very, have no idea convenient. really how bombs work. Like when I saw it was on fire, I'm like, is it supposed to be on fire? Because it does no. feel like yeah, that would know. probably cause the explosion, bud. Well, it depends. Yeah, it depends on the type of bomb it is. But like, if it's dro- the thing for me is if it is dropping and dropping and dropping and rolling, right? Usually a bomb is is there's a fuse of some kind that needs to connect or, or, you know, some chemicals that need to react with one another. And they're usually not kept that far apart. I suppose you could say, well, the inside of the bomb was like a maze and it had, you know, it was a timed thing. It had to roll around and all these things and the gravity and reasons. Sure. I don't know. Just that, that all of that was very hard to realistically buy. I mean, Heather, the last movie, they took a Fiero to outer space. Well, I didn't believe that either. So, well, just like I did never believe that Lucas Black was in high school. <laughs> also true. Also very, very true. Actually, on that note, so I found, so Polygon.com, a video game website, loves also surfing for clickbait. And they have been posting about a dozen Tears of the Kingdom posts a day, like, here's how to beat this temple, here's how to get this item, whatever. But they've also, for the last week or two, been posting a lot of Fast 10 stuff. So I've saved this article you mentioned Lucas Black. I think it'll be a, a nice transition point. They said the name of the article is Everyone in the Fast and Furious family has two key traits. The Fast 10 cast is vast, but not very complicated. So I want you to, Joe has not, Joe's not seen this list yet. Nope, I want you to, I'm going to give a character name and I want you guys to guess what, and this is, so this is kind of a little bit clickbaity, a little bit making fun of the franchise, a little bit just kind of like a dumb listicle article. So like, think kind of dumb. dumb. Like, don't be like, yeah. yeah, don't be like Dominic Toretto. Uh, Savior. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, <laughs> think really broad in terms of like, if you're like, all right, Tyler, here's what you need to know about these characters. Here's who they are. Oh, see, I would rather you say you give the character a six and we try and guess who the character oh. is. It might no, be too easy. It, no, that's, it's too easy that way. Okay. Which, which I think is, like, why, so... Can you give us one that's an example so we get a sense sure. of, like... Sure, okay. So yeah. Dom is leader, has muscles. Okay. Okay, Perfect. okay, gotcha. So that's, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. so that's what we're working with here, okay? It's just, yeah. like, he's he's in charge, and he's big, okay? Okay, okay. Letty, what do you think... Because everybody has two, remember? So what do you think Letty yeah. is? Do you, 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 you each want... How about you each guess one? Tough. Okay, I would say the girlfriend. The or girlfriend? Part, yeah. Yep. And Joe? Tough. You're both kind of right. So number one, Dom's wife. So Heather gets a okay. point. Yeah. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep track of points. We'll see how you do. How you do okay. That works for me. Because this is so dumb that no matter who wins, we all lose. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He's getting the, getting the paper. This is this just got real. I rearranged everything. So I was trying to figure out where my things are. Okay. So Heather gets a point. Hey, wait. It was. It was D- you um, said what Dom's was the wife. other one? And yeah, I said, said tough. We don't know the results tough. yet. Oh, we don't know yet. Okay. Joe, I'm going to give you half a point here because the number two one they have is is mean in parentheses complimentary. So it's not tough, but it's like she's rough, but like it's a good thing. So I, I'm going to give you half credit. If that's, that's fair. Okay. okay. We're, we're calling her mean, but like not in a mean way. We're in a nice yeah. way. <laughs> she's mean, but in a nice way. We can't call her okay. a bitch on the internet anymore. So this is okay. what we got. Han has two, and then he also has a bonus trait here. Hair. So you say hair, okay? Uh, cool. Number one, cool. Okay. 
here not here should be number two is hungry oh that's yeah that's that's pretty obvious i was gonna say always eating and then number three the bonus trait died comma got better so basically came back from the dead remember resurrected yeah yes died got no got better i like died and got better yeah illness (laughs) all right roman pierce heather you go first roman yeah money you say money okay Uh oh joey the way joey said that makes me think i finally got one wrong (laughs) i say funny number one money makes jokes yes Ah! joke gets a point number two also hungry also hungry okay okay okay. all right tej joe you go first computers okay heather i was gonna say techie Joe already got there. We're, we're alternating your guesses, so you can't do techie. I mean, I can. You can. You just, I mean, you can, I guess. It's boring if you do, but you can. Right. Um. I will, I'll let you do techie because I don't really agree with the second one. Okay. Number one is does computers. So you yeah. don't get a point. He there does are, I should get point five more <laughs> points because I got literally the word computers. Yeah, Joe gets And Heather said there. techie. Thank you. Okay. Then I get more points for cool. You didn't say cool. You said... Uh, no, for Han. Oh, you did say cool for Han. Yeah, Heather gets one and a half for cool. Okay. Okay. Number two for Tej, they say hates Roman. Like, it's not hates Roman. It's like brotherly with Roman, right? I like, agree. It's not... Yeah, he okay. doesn't hate Roman. I don't like that one. Okay. Ramsey. Heather, you go first. Does computers. <laughs> Joe? I would say, uh, like... Uh, like, I'm thinking of something like pretty oh. or like fawned over something along these lines okay heather what are you gonna say you, i was gonna say british <laughs> so number one also does computers so heather gets one and a half the other one it's true i don't know that this is like again it's not the best one but has no last name so like you were in the ballpark joe you were like it's the whole like what's my last name thing like the whole the girlfriend over. thing yeah you were you were in the ballpark but it's it's not close enough All okay right. good elena joe if you're describing elena how do you describe elena Dobbs baby mama. Okay. Heather? Oh. <laughs> uh, she's dead. She's a dead one, right? You both Part get a point. Yeah. Elena is Dom's ex, so important, yeah. you know, baby mama, right? Yep. Died, yeah. but didn't get better. Okay. <laughs> nice. That That's a, that's a really good summation. She used to be with Dom. She died. She's not back. She didn't get better. She didn't. She did not recover from death. Little B. Baby B. Heather, how would you describe little B? Um somehow, surprisingly, still has two. Adorable. Dom's son. Dom and Elena's son. Yeah. Joe gets a point. Yeah. Adorable. So I'm gonna give Heather half a point, because the second one here, not incorrect. Spunky little guy. <laughs> Spunky little guy, he is. Little guy. I'm, yeah. gonna say, I'm gonna say that's you know that's in the ballpark of adorable. So half a point yeah. for Heather. All right, this I... is the, this is the last one in the main family, and then there's about six or seven more in the extended family. So the last one in the main family, Mia. How would you describe Mia, Joe? Dom's sister. Okay. Ryan's girlfriend's wife. Ooh. So he- Joe gets. So I'm gonna give you. You got it spot on, Joe. But I'm not. If, if the relation is gonna give you one point, Dom's sister number one. That's yes. Number two, I'm going to give Heather another half a point because this is a very interesting way to describe her. Brian Standin, that Paul's not around anymore. I don't they think that's true, her, though. 
I don't think that's it's not true. true. It's not true because she was never. That would imply that she wasn't a part of it when it started. He was there, and yeah. also that she has anything to do near as much as Brian did at any point, including yeah, I, now. I feel so bad for her that ever since, like. Paul died that she's just like oh well, you're just home with Paul right like that's just kind of her she she gets you you get one cool action scene a movie but that's really it I will <laughs> say on the topic of Jordana Brewster out next week maybe in theaters maybe on streaming she's in she's the star of a new movie called Simulant along with Simu Liu and Sam Worthington and Robbie Stimulant? So it's called wow. Stimulant simulant simulant s-i-m-u-l-a-n-t oh so shout out to her but yeah heather like that was my whole thing like i love like mia's maybe my favorite character and the fact that she's just like hey i'm babysitting and then jacob takes baby b and then we never see her again i'm just like it's just every every single movie it she just gets the short end of the stick what if they're just plotting on us with this one joey now that you said that because she's like the only one that's like really, really safe, right? Like maybe she just we start the next movie and she saves everyone, and it's Mia. That's who that's her. what I'm say. I changed my hope. My hope is that Mia's a fucking badass for the rest of this, it. and she's like that would be because I again I think she has gotten the short. And who knows? She might be like, yeah, I really don't like. I'll I'll show up. But I really don't want to do much. Like she's actually knows? a mom. But like she's like a mom in yeah. real life, and she just like wants to hang out with her yeah. kids. So which is totally fine if that's what she she wants. I don't begrudge her, but it really does come across like watching these films that that she's her her role is forever the girlfriend right and that is just your role and now that paul walker's dead sorry we don't have space for you i would also be okay if she's on the submarine yeah i would rather have her save the day but if if you know giselle lets them in and then she's just there and she's like running shit down there what if she was like the green ranger and she and she played the flute and that's why the submarine Mm -hmm. came up you know what I mean? Like when you when you call the dino out of the water, just like that, just like that. But and like she that. uses the Green Ranger's flute too. Okay, <laughs> after <laughs> round one, the main family, Heather up seven to six. Cool. Okay, but it's close though. There's another eight, and this is because these are the extended family, and they got a little silly with these double bonus points round. are double points yeah. are double. Okay, That's what okay, I was assuming. Go ahead. So there's eight left. So it's anybody's game. You you're basically tied. Heather's up one, but first. Lucas, Rebecca Hobbs. Luke Hobbs. Joe, you're trailing. You go first in Double Jeopardy. How would you describe Luke Hobbs? Also muscles. I was going to say that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. The points are double, but you each get half credit. So you each get one full point. Number one is, is The Rock, which, (laughs) yeah, like this is, again, keep in mind, like things get dumber here. Okay. Okay. Is is The Rock. Number two has cop muscles. So it's not just muscle. Oh, that no. was that was getting my second was he's a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's so amazing. You both, you both get half credit, but it's double points, so you get one full point. Heather, you go first here. Deckard okay. Shaw. Deckard uh, Shaw. Punches stuff. Okay. Uh I'm debating between bald and angry. I'm gonna go <laughs> bald. <laughs> Heather's gonna get another half point, which means she gets a full or half credit, half full point. Does kung fu, so punches stuff kung in the fu. ballpark. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Speaks cockney. Oh. <laughs> I don't think he does. Yeah, he doesn't. Not at all. Again. There's like one scene, I think, where he translates something cockney in one of the movies. But yeah, he doesn't speak cockney. So that's just incorrect. Not dumber, incorrect. 
Queenie Shaw. Joe, if you're describing Queenie, how would you describe Queenie? Deckard's mom. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, In the rules you made up, you can go with it if you want, or you can go with it. Also speaks Cockney. Are you going with also speaks Cockney? I don't say also speaks Cockney. Number one, Deckard's crime boss mom. So, Joe, you get like that's full half. Credit. I think the the crime boss is like it's not just Deckard's mom; she's also in crime. So I'm gonna okay. give you, I'm gonna give you one and a half here. That's fair. Number two for her, hits on Dom, <laughs> which is pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a good one. I did like hits on Dom. That's yeah, that's good. All right, Heather. Okay. Giselle Gal Gadot dies but got better. <laughs> there is a bonus trait here, so there's two plus a bonus trait. So she says dies, but God, but this is also, this was published before the movie. Oh, okay. Dies. Dies. Okay. Joe. Han's girlfriend. Number one kicks ass, which is, you know, fair of everybody, but kicks ass. Sure. Number two is into Han. So Joe gets full credit there. Yeah. And the bonus trait also dead. So Heather gets full points there too. Cool. Okay. Perfect. I like this game. (laughs) I thought you would. I've I've had this save for like three weeks. I'm just like, I know exactly the episode to do this on. I, I appreciate you. This is so fun. <laughs> Jacob Toretto. Joe, Jacob Toretto. <laughs> I got to go uh, Dom's brother. Dom okay. and Mia's brother, both. Okay. Uh, John Cena. Oh, good one. Yeah. Heather gets full credit. Looks like John Cena. <laughs> Looks like you, John Cena. You can't, though, That's in because that, you don't see him. That's true. All right, Heather, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to dock you half a point. You get one to and a half points. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, uh, John Cena follows me on Twitter. That's pretty so. awesome. He follows like a hundred thousand people, but not too fast. I, it's so frustrating. Like I don't want him to follow me. I want him to follow the thing that he should be following. But I, but I love. He follows me, but I did not follow him back. Barack Obama follows me. That's very cool. Because he was team follow back for like a weekend. I'm just like, oh, yeah, 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 sure. Uh, but number that was number two. Number one, Joe, you get one and a half again because you didn't have the, the keyword Dom's secret brother oh, okay Ooh. okay it's like dom has a brother it's like yeah but he didn't we know about him until the 10th movie all right <laughs> mr nobody three left mr nobody heather how would you describe kurt russell as mr nobody i'm gonna say kurt russell <laughs> okay joe likes belgian ale Mm. Ooh, so close number That's one good. boss of all government which is boss of all government okay pretty fair number two joe you're in the ballpark i'm gonna give you like quarter credit which is half point knows we like corona like you got the beer thing right, oh. the right angle. why would they That's write it good. from from the negative perspective like that? i also so don't know i don't know stupid. why we're involved not yeah like, why we are like we <laughs> two more cypher <laughs> Charlize Theron. Joe, if you're describing Cypher, how would you describe Cypher? Hair hacker, hair hacker. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, has different hairs. Okay. We, we all have different hairs. No, but she has radically <laughs> different hairs. She yeah. does. She does. I'm going to go uh, does computers. <laughs> does computers. Full credit. Two points. Okay. Number two, villain no one can get rid of. Uh, that sucks. That's just a shitty one. They should have went with the has different hairs. They should have used mine. I should have written this article. Go ahead. There's, there's Write one your left, own. And we're going to make this, this last one 
Final Jeopardy. Okay. 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 I bet so all my points. The, Go ahead. I'm going to give you the points. Hold on. So Heather right now is at 14 and a half. Okay. Okay. Heather, if you want to text me your bid, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know the era. How about that? Okay. So, okay. so one of our listeners, Reaction Rocket, tweeted a thing. What's your favorite era in the Fast and Furious? Oh, I like that. Is okay, it the good. car era? So the first three. So one, two, and Tokyo Drift. Is it the heist era, which is four, five, and six? Or is it the agency era, which is seven through ten? And we'll also include Hobbs and Shaw in there, okay? Okay. So, Joe, you have Joe, you have twelve and a half, okay? Okay. So you can message me unless you want to just lock in publicly your bid. But if you want to Facebook message me I'm, your bid. We're going for the whole thing. Twelve and okay. a half. Good. Send Either it. text me your bid, or you can just say it. A so ten. You're going ten, okay. We'll go ten. Well, the, okay, okay, the era is car era. Okay, so okay. Wanna, do either of you want to amend your bid? Nope. No. Although I do, okay, this is the one thing I wanted to be secret. I want you both to give me your answers in secret. That's fine. That's fine. I'm okay. down with that. Message yep. me your answers. Okay. Can we only one one answer, one though? Answer. One, one answer. One answer still? Okay. Final Jeopardy. Sean Boswell, as played by Lucas Black. How would you describe Sean Boswell? Do 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 boop 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 boom boom I'm already in. I'm locked in. I I I was debating against like three different things. Okay. I probably got it wrong. Should I reveal your answers first or should I reveal the right answers first? I think, I, I think I revealed the right answers. I was going to say do our answers. Yeah, our okay. answers. Joe, you had 12 and a half points. You bid 12 and a half points. You said not a teenager, but he plays one. <laughs> Heather, 14 and a half points. You bid 10. You said southern accent. Joe got it. I wrote that one. And... The first answer on this list the guy from Tokyo Drift. Oh, okay. Number two, knows Bow Wow. <laughs> Damn. I win. Yes, Heather wins you with four points. both get it wrong. Heather wins four and a four half, and half to zero. Yeah. Damn. Woo! Ours were so much I better, am. Heather, by the way. Again, not a teenager, yeah. although he plays one. That's... Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Rigged. Though. Rigged. Excellent job, guys. That was that was really really good. That right. was really fun. It and was a lot clearly, of clearly. We just established that I know Fast and Furious characters better than Joe does. Yes, you um, definitely did. I think I should replace him as co-host on this <laughs> podcast. Yes. Finally, some diversity on the <laughs> Heather. Heather, serious question. Okay. If you replace Joe, and that mm-hmm. means that every three weeks you had to watch a Fast and Furious movie, every three weeks you had to listen to us, you had to talk about Fast and Furious news, and every three weeks you had to watch a related movie, how many episodes would it take? And also, keep in mind, zero other work. You watch mm-hmm. the thing, and then you come in here, and you talk about the thing. Mm-hmm. How long would that last before you quit? I mean, how long did I do it before? <laughs> I did it. I did it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, but you were you you had like the shine on you. Like you were like you could say no wrong. Here, you know, you're you're under the criticism of like the everyday host. Joey, I'm a woman on the internet. That's uh, true. You have that's very skin. very fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I don't give a shit. So you think, <laughs> you, could, so you, think you would do at least one full lap. Oh, easily. 
Okay. Easily. Joe, just putting that out there. If you ever quit, we got Heather. This is a binding take, contract. Take take Joey. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, you want to deal with him fucking every every week? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. you mean Heather who actually respects Google Calendar? Yeah, I'll take Heather. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying she's still going to have to put up with you. That's I the know. real thing. I know. I'm just saying that our brains our brains work similarly, which either means it would work very well bad, or terribly. Or we would hate each other, yeah. Who knows? Or both. Or both. You just won the first ever Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Forever, Jeopardy game sponsored by Polygon.com. What are you going to do next? Disney World? Something else. I think I'm going to go to a barbecue this weekend. Ooh. Oh, actually, serious question about Disney World. I'm assuming the answer is no, because That's I think if you answer. had this kind of money to, uh, to throw around, we would know it. But did you ever stay, or did you know anybody who stayed at that Galaxy's, at like the $5,000 Star Wars they're, hotel? Yeah. Canceling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know I know of a ton of people who, who went there, because um, I, I know Star Wars people. So I know a bunch of people that got to go there for free. Sure. Yep. And and do it, and they were like, "Oh, it's really great! I would never pay five thousand dollars to do it." Um, and then one of my uh, coworkers and good friends, he and his wife did it for like their anniversary, and he was like, "Yeah, it was a hundred percent worth every penny." It's a, so here's a question, and this is not us saying, "Well, guess what's behind door number one." But if someone like if if someone was just like, "Hey, you've been so good, I want to give you like a really nice gift," and they got you that, would you? love it or do you like oh i wish you spent the money on like literally anything else see i i think the only way i would go is if someone else paid for me to do it but if somebody so. did you'd be like that's a really cool idea and you would i'd be go. like yeah that's cool yeah because even as like a not a super star wars person i would want to go i would want to go i, I want to experience yeah. it yeah is um it, i don't want to pay for it because like i don't think anything is worth that much money is it five thousand dollars <laughs> for one night or two nights or something it's two, two, nights. Nights. two nights yeah it's, a two it's nights. five thousand dollars for two nights um, and that's not including like meals and shit. <laughs> like, well, so- I mean, if you're, if you're dropping that kind of money on just the hotel, like I think you have money. For I meals have a and kind stuff, of question right? about this now that we're talking about it. Yeah. Do they have like dedicated act? It, it seemed to me like they had like dedicated actors that are like in on the. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. You are, you are like, you are corralled. You are separated from the rest of the park. You are in your own. Like you have an itinerary. Like those two days are dedicated you know, to you it's personal attention it's well it's it's you and your group like you're putting a yeah, group yeah, yeah. of like you know other people and like it's at 10 a.m you do this and at 12 p.m you do this and at 1 p you know like you're in a story and it's yeah it's like interactive theater almost that's cool and in that case like i was thinking about it like if it was just like five grand to stay in the room but like they made it out and it kind of looked like there was like other participants like that are like hired and paid for and staff and i was like in that case like i can see how it's five or six grand for two days because like you have to like pay all these fucking people to be there so like makes yeah you're you're i i totally get that i think i think this was an idea that was made from by billionaires that they thought millionaires would go to it right like that's that's just kind of what it what it comes down to for for me I mean, I do think it's kind of obnoxiously priced, but at the same time, like I'm not going, but like I don't think that it shouldn't exist. Like if people have the money, yeah, to I don't do have it, no, like, I have no moral against yeah. this. Yeah, like cool. if you have the I money to cool do idea. it, you want to do it, fucking go for it, man. I don't. Yeah, shit. I think it's I think it's super overpriced, and that they're like, yeah, we need to re-strategize how this we're going to operate this so it's profitable. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> 
Well, Heather, thank you so much for joining us. We have a couple emails. So the episode's not ending now, but we're going to let you go. But before you go, first of all, thank you for joining us. Second thank of all, you always. what is going on in your life? What do you want to plug? Any new books you're working on? Anything else that people can look out for, find, read, yes. watch, whatever? So the big one I'm going to talk about is I'm now working on all things Star Trek over at IDW, and we are doing the first ever in the 50 years that Star Trek Comics has been happening, our first ever Star Trek summer event. It's called Day of Blood. It's very exciting and very bloody. There are decapitations. Ooh. Not everyone makes it out alive. Oh, wow. oh. Is this an interactive hotel that you're staying at? That it nobody... is not. Aww. It's a comic book, but but okay. I I will do you know some a little humble brag that also I just got nominated for the first ever Eisner Award for Star Trek comics. Um, for those who don't know, Eisner's Eisner's are like the Oscars uh, of comics. Oh, um, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winning so. Jeopardy, winning Eisner. Well, nominated for Eisner's. Nominated, hopefully, winning yeah. Eisner's. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone who's listening is eligible to vote in the Eisners, vote for me. Thanks. Bye. It would be funny if, like, you won the Eisners because everybody else bid more and everybody got it wrong. It's like, well, Heather wins by default, right? (laughs) She did win, but, like, all right. Story of my life. But, Heather, thank you so very much. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we'll see you in two years or whenever for Fast 11. Yes. Let's do it. Cool. Thank you. Bye, Heather. Bye. Okay, Joe, we've got four emails, three pretty quick, and then one from fucking Wes. Oh, God. All right, so Lane emails in subject line, my kids. This is a continuation. This is now a third Yes, because they watched the second one. Yes, 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 yes. The convo with my daughter, he says, was almost word for... The reason I'm reading this is because they're Fast 10 related, and also we're not going to read emails for three weeks. I just want to get these in now. So if people are like, of course, are yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, yeah. The convo... Also, people, if you're out there questioning me, don't listen. The, or whatever. I don't care. I'm not actually mad. The convo with my daughter was almost word for word what Joe 2 said. DVDs to space and saving the world. Then lots of questions about which movies letting Giselle die and return. I did say, oh, snap pretty loudly in the theater when Giselle popped out of the tub and the dead puppet scene was the only time I had second thoughts about my kid being there except for all the horror trailers that showed before the movie he said we watched 10 and 1 on Friday 2 and 4 on Saturday and 5 and 6 on Sunday oh so he's doing chronological order okay well he says she wanted to skip 3 because Dom and Letty weren't in it but at some point I put the Tokyo Tokyo Drift soundtrack on in the car she wanted to see it because she loves the album. So we'll watch 3, 7, 8, and 9 this weekend. Awesome. In number one, she said, it looks like they're eating each other's faces when Brian and Mia made out. I'll Ooh. update any more cute stuff from showing my kid a wholly inappropriate movie franchise, though I'll probably skip Hobbs and Shaw because there's more, quote, adult stuff, if I recall correctly. Keep up the great work, Lane. Thank you, sir. That's awesome. I hope she keeps enjoying them, and I don't think it's... I mean, we talk about this a lot. Like, these movies are, like, sexy, sexy, but not sexual, so I don't think it's that bad. She's going to see some butts. Okay. What well, big deal. I think there's a lot of, like, talking about sleeping with scissors and stuff. Like, it is, like, it's it's more, it's not, like, erotic. It's just, like, suggestive in a way that, like... There's no, like, boobs or anything. That's what I'm saying. There's no, like, it boobs. Is, it, it is funny, though, that, like, everybody's just like, I'm not ranking Hobbs and Shaw because it's not Fast and Furious. She's like, I'm not including Hobbs and Shaw because boobs. Is there boobs in Hobbs and Shaw? No, there's not boobs in Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was like, I would have remembered that. Lee was in an email called Spinoff. He said, you mentioned missing star power in the Han, Tej, Ramsey, and Roman spinoff. You forgot Giselle. 
So I guess it would be, but I think, I don't remember how we were framing it, but yeah, like in theory, like if they do spin off Han, Giselle would be in there and Gal Gadot is a draw. So it would add some star power. But it doesn't have the same gravity as, I think that, like I love Gal and I know she's a huge star, but that's that's not Statham. You know what I mean? Like something, The Rock. Yeah. Like I still don't put her there. As terrible as it sounds women don't really sell like very few men sell movies right like and zero women sell charlize is like the biggest and even that like atomic blonde wasn't like a huge success right it's just it's tough like we want it to happen we want to believe but i I agree with you joey i think that it'll be like oh you know like trying to sell anybody to yeehaws is kind of hard sometimes Tom Price emails in Fast 10. So Tom hasn't emailed in a while, but he says, Good afternoon, gentlemen. I wanted to reach out and provide my take on the amazing bit of cinema we all just witnessed. It seems like my thoughts echo pretty much everyone who's already written in as of the time of the writing. As a longtime Momoa fan, all the way back to his days on Stargate Atlantis, it was great to see him on the big screen again in what is probably the best villain the franchise has seen for a long time. Agreed. Not going to lie, F9 was okay, but it left me disappointed in wanting or hoping for more with 10, which delivered on all fronts, easily putting in the top five for me, so much so I might go see for a fe- second viewing. Until next time, Tom. Well, thank you for writing in, Tom, and I'm glad that you listened. That's cool, too. I appreciate you, brother. And happy that you enjoyed the movie. Yeah, exactly. Then the longer email, Fast 10 Second Gear, what up, fam? What up, Wes? Listening to Mike on the last episode was pretty great, and it was Mike. Definitely not Brian. Was definitely Mike. not. It was definitely not Brian using a voice modulator at all. I've never heard him so excited about anything in all the times you've had him on the show. It was like he had so much he wanted to talk about, he couldn't keep his thoughts straight. It's nice to see him so invested. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mike's. We get Mike pretty hyper. Yeah. Like in person, we can get him going. It's like he can really just be himself on this show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he just he's just so excited and just loves everything about the movie and he can really be himself. A few years ago we watched the FNF movies with Mrs. West's little sister. When she saw Vin in one, she said, Hey, he's the guy from that babysitting movie. When she saw oh the Rock in five, she said, Hey, he was in a babysitting movie too. Now we've seen Statham do his version of a babysitting movie in eight. And when we were watching John Cena with Baby B in ten, Mrs. West leaned over and said, It's another muscle guy babysitting movie. It pretty much is. And Brian's constantly babysitting, too. That is actually a good point, because we've had a couple times we brought it up, and then someone asked, has John Cena done a kid's movie? And, like, it's this kind is kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> if you would have cut out all the other Fast and Furious parts, they could have made, like, a what, like a Road Bros Cena yeah, Baby B movie, and it could have just been its own fucking thing. Yeah. It's the one that's the most fun story of the four, right? Like, it's... I think so, by far. Yeah. The idea that since Jacob's dad died in a car crash, he would probably death-proof his car isn't a bad theory, but it wasn't a conversation you had with me. Yeah, it's Rocket. I think he's gone for real. Someone suddenly dying and tragic, or someone dying suddenly and tragically in an accident or in a fight isn't the same as a sacrifice. I think sacrifices stay dead unless it's Don literally collapsing a building onto himself until the final movie. Anyway, but I mean, he didn't say like I'm going to die. He just said I'm gonna I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the runway or whatever, right? Like it's just like yeah, yeah I can yeah. do that because I know that I'm not gonna die. Very true. So, yes, I don't know, but I would agree. Like if he chooses to die, respect it. The character, not the actor, because John Cena's probably like also respect that. Movies. If you choose to die, respect it either way. Also, also true. Dark. 
I've been thinking a lot about the Han and Giselle are both alive but neither know it situation. I think it might have worked out like this. We know Mr. Nobody worked with Giselle before she met the family. Then maybe in 6, they hit his radar because they were hunting down Owen, who was working for Cypher. So Mr. Nobody swoops in, picks Giselle up off the runway, and she's stuck in a coma for years. Han thinks she's dead and goes to Tokyo, where Mr. Nobody makes contact when he needs an agent there, but doesn't mention Giselle because he's kind of a dick and doesn't want to give Han a reason to say no. Then when she wakes up after Han quote-unquote dies, he lets her think that Han really died in the crash. Or maybe she just woke up and hasn't had time to reconnect with anyone, but she knows Han is alive. Or maybe they both know the other's alive, but they don't tell anyone else, and Han's letting Roman and Tej set up his dating app to get them off his back and never intends to use it. I don't know. It could literally be anything. Giselle could be a clone for all we know, or an Etion cyber person. I think we've speculated that before, actually. Yes, I think we have too. We said bring her back as an Etion robot at some point in our incoherent ramblings, I think. As I'm reading through that, I'm just like, this is so complicated, but it's just like, it's it's right in line with like the dumb kind of like, yeah, I guess that works that the, the actual franchise does. It's like, yeah, maybe. It would be really sick if they're just both like talking to each other on like Signal or something. They have like a yeah. secret app. They just like WhatsApp each other or something. Who knows? I mean, I think the issue that you don't address here that we mentioned once on a recent episode is... I don't think it's crazy to think that Giselle survives jumping off as she sacrifices herself for Han. I think it's crazy to think that Han does not check 26 miles of runway for or Giselle. Or yeah. or like you know, like we had Elena kind of still trying to like live out her husband. Like I don't think Han would give up on the idea that like he still loves Giselle. And I think yeah. the giving up, like, looking for her, quote-unquote, is giving up on her and the love he has for her. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's a tough situation, but I'm sure we'll get a half-assed explanation that we, like, kind of agree with and are like, all right, yeah, sure, in the next one, right? So Yeah, and then they're like, cool action sequence. And you're like, yeah, that works. The longer the series goes on, writes Wes, the more okay I am with the idea of Brian cameo in a movie. I don't want them putting him in a whole movie or doing big set pieces with him, but the more films we get since he's died, the weirder it feels to never see him again, especially when Mia is around and I want her to continue being involved. I love the F9 ending with his car pulling up, but now I think it would be fine to just have him in the background at the table drinking a beer as a reminder he's around. Then you can make whatever excuses as to why he's not going on missions anymore. That's fair. I think that's kind of what we came to, too. Remember when we were like, when we get to the end game thing, like we could see him pull up and be in the car, but like mm-hmm. just not not be like a main character, fully right. back, full screen time, whatever. But like, yes, I'm I, I'm coming around on it too, Wes, that we could we could get a cameo and then just be like, yeah, he was dicking off, whatever. I think we talked about that a little bit in the Fastlane episode that we just put out like an hour ago. Like I spent the time editing it went right into this recording so Wes didn't have a chance to listen to that yet he sent this before that but i think we talked about that a little bit more there but yeah like he can be around just like not like the brian movie or whatever exactly i think justice for han was never going to happen when you had so many creators involved i agree with mike that justice was for the fans because we felt betrayed for the family inviting shaw in after eight but it was also for Justin Lin. He talked about how after he saw 8, he felt like they had completely disrespected this character he created, and people loved enough that they essentially brought him back from the dead by rewriting the timeline. I think he was really trying to set up something with the 9 mid credit scene, and I want to know what he had in mind when he thought he would be directing 10 that would be satisfying. 
But once he left, I don't think anyone on set really understood what might have made him feel better. So instead, they just thought, well, if Shaw kind of saved him during a fight, that should be good enough. And they moved on. I think if I ever get a, talk, a chance to talk to Justin Lin, that's what I would ask him. What would Justice for Han have looked like to you? That's a really good point. I would. Yeah. I agree, Wes. And Justin Lin, I know you're listening still, even though you're mm-hmm. not working on these movies anymore, but you have listened to us in the past. Mm-hmm. Write in, family at cageclub.me. Tell us what you actually want to do to get Justice for Han. Thanks. Thanks so much. Oh, yeah, family at cageclub.me. Email in. Not just exactly. you, but anybody. Specifically Final you, Final point. Specifically. Yes. Specifically you. Specifically use, you. Use a, use a pseudonym, though. Be like, like Lustus Jin. Yeah, like the, the pseudonym you use online, like Reaction Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just Justin Lin. That's my new favorite theory, is that Reaction Rocket is one of the stars of the movie. Is, is Tyrese's burner account? No, it would, it would be way more chaotic than that. Like, Justin Lin's new, but we've, we've joked about him being Vin, but just someone involved, right? Just like, you know, feeding us, not insider information, but just like, well, what if this? It's like, how do you know? Just, fe- just feelers, yeah. Garrett mentioned in the email the Neil Moritz quote about how fun wins over logic. That put me in the mind of the D&D rule of cool, which is something all D&D players are familiar with. It makes it app- So it makes it applicable to Vin and these movies. In D&D, there are rules for just about any encounter or action a character might want to take. If you want to be a real jerk DM, Dungeon Master, you can stick strictly to the rules as written, but most good DMs will fudge things or completely disregard rules to allow players to attempt something cool and exciting. D&D is not unlike making a movie in the sense that it's collaborative storytelling activity, and when rules or physics come up against something cool and fun, they should always win, otherwise you're in for a boring-ass game. I think we all understand this inherently, it just wasn't until Garrett was talking about it that I thought of how it came up, comes up, in D&D constantly. That's all for today, until next time, stay furious, Wes. That was a good email, Wes, thank you for writing in, bud. And it wasn't that long. No, I just tease him but i like long emails please send Same. long emails family at cageclub.me but yeah i think there's a certain point where like we don't need logic or physics or things to be actually explained if you just make good movies fun movies respect the characters give us something to enjoy that's all we want the the, the fans of this franchise are not looking for logic i'm not no i don't need explanation like a lot of explanation for things character decisions and stuff like that i would prefer explanations for those but if you're like, we're just going to roll this bomb around and it never exploded and dropped down a million things. It was on fire and then it explodes whenever we want it to. I'm like, yeah, OK, cool. Whatever. Fine. That's probably how bombs work. Sure. On to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you once again to Heather, who has been she actually stuck around. She's been so silent here the entire time. But no, just kidding. But thank you to Heather once again. Our next episode is next Tuesday. We are doing the Fast and the Furious. Very exciting. Kicking off oh, lap 13. Next Friday, we got another bonus episode, Fast 10, with Nico and Kevo. So we need to remember to play where Dante, where Dante at string next next lap. Oh, that could be our question. Okay. You know what I mean? We've already... We did that a little bit. We tried that here. I have, no, I have it written down. Where's, where's Dante? Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I was saying we have to remember to do it. Because we don't it's... need the most Dom moment anymore. No. Get rid of that guy. Although, what is the most Dom moment in Fast 10? Let me think. We also like. I think we wanted to ask. I Kara, do. I know it. Like the most Brian moments, but we forgot that. Yeah. What's the, what's the most Dom moment? The most Dom moment is Jacob sacrificing himself to save mm. Dom and Baby yeah. Brian. It's a really good one. That's definitely the most Toretto moment too. 
Yeah, that, I mean, I think that that kind of applies. Like, if when you say the most Dom moment, it's like, what's the most for sure? Moment? For sure. I'm trying to think of another one now because that's a really, really good one. Saving Elena's sister by Dom is a pretty good one. Choosing to save Elena's sister because well, she's I think, a tangentially related. I think what's related. interesting about Fast Ten is that once again it kind of upends what the most Dom moment is because it feels like he's almost got analysis paralysis in this movie where like Dante's like, you can't save everyone. And he's like, but I'm still going to try, right? Like, yeah. Once he said that, one of my coworkers always describes when when rappers have that like one flow as lyrical, spiritual miracle. And he just calls like anybody that does the like, I just rhyme every word together trying to be Eminem, lyrical, spiritual miracle. So analysis paralysis made me think of yes. that. Um, but thank you all for listening. Again, come back on Tuesday as we kick off lap 13, which is the planes, trains, but no automobiles lap. Are we going to have a question about that, too? We got to think about that. Between now and then. We said we said we'd pick out like our favorite non, non-automobile non in the in, Well, I don't know. Well, uh, let me think. Let me think. Are let me there non-automobiles in the first movie? We'll think about it. We, uh, we'll have that. We have time. We got nothing but time. We got like four days, five yeah. days, whatever. There's mo- there's a dirt bikes in the first one, remember? Oh, there are. Lance's bike. Yeah, man, I'm so excited to see Lance again. Yeah, this is a beautiful machine. Um, for all things too fast, too forever, go cageclub.me, facebook.com slash too fast, too forever, or at too fast, too forever on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at too fast, too forever.com and our store at cageclub.me slash shop. Oh, Hall of Fame voting now open. Go to cageclub.me slash vote. We get a couple of votes every day, which is nice. One or two every day, which is very cool. So keep oh, very doing cool. that. Yeah, there are definitely you. way more people who listen than vote. So if you're out there and you're like, I shouldn't vote. Yeah, you should. Go vote. Cageclub.me slash vote. Vote for up to 10 things. Get them in the Hall of Fame. Please and thank you. Check out our Patreon page at TooFast2Forever.com and our store, cageclub.me slash shop. I might have just said that. And come back next time for the Fast and the Furious as we kick off lap 13. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And we will tell you all about it when we see you again.